Hello and welcome back to Global Value. In today's video, we're performing a fundamental stock analysis of Visa Inc, ticker symbol V. We're looking at Visa today both as a subscriber request and because it's a business that's owned by value investors far and wide. Visa makes up a sizable percentage of Chuck Ockrey's Ockrey Capital Management's portfolio. It's also in the portfolios of Terry Smith, Thomas Gaynor, Thomas Russo, and Visa is likely held in the Berkshire Hathaway public stock portfolio by either Todd Combs or Ted Weschler. Some of the potential thesis for Visa and its other main competitor MasterCard are potentially very simple, that more or less the two of them together make up the payment rails of most of the world's economy. That's a very high-level overview of the thesis. Currently, Visa is trading for $196.98 per share. Over the past year, their stock price is down 5%. Over the last five years, they're compounding at a rate of 12.5% annually. Over the last 10 years, Visa is compounding at a rate of 18.5% annually. And since going public just prior to the global financial crisis, Visa's stock price is compounding at a rate of 19% annually, which means that over the last 15 years, Visa's stock price is up nearly 12 times over this period. Additionally, they also pay out a small dividend yield, which is currently about 0.8%. Visa is trading in between their 52-week high and their 52-week low. They're about $20 over their 52-week low, so they're a little closer to that. About 2% of the company's shares outstanding are currently sold short, and Visa is a very large business. They're one of the larger businesses in the world with a $378 billion market cap. For additional background about the company, Visa is the largest payment processor in the world. In fiscal 2021, it processed over $14 trillion in total volume. Visa operates in over 200 countries and processes transactions in over 160 currencies. Its systems are capable of processing over 65,000 transactions per second. The company facilitates digital payments among consumers, merchants, financial institutions, businesses, strategic partners, and government entities. Visa Inc. was founded in 1958 and is headquartered in San Francisco, California. So for our fundamental analysis today, we are performing the select six analysis, taking a checklist style approach of six standard financial metrics to come to a holistic and beginning understanding of Visa based off of their business fundamentals. So this analysis is still a work in progress and it's an opportunity to learn in public. So it will continue to evolve and improve and get better over time. With that said, let's get right into today's analysis. Starting things off with metric number one, we want their average return on capital over the last five years to be above 14%. This is the case for Visa. Their lowest return on capital in a given year over this time was 21%. Overall, Visa's averaging returns on capital of about 26%, which is very strong average returns that haven't fluctuated too much from that 26% mark. So this is important for a couple of reasons. The first is that the average publicly listed business earns about a 7% return on capital. And the second is that over the long run, over the course of decades, a stock is likely to return approximately what its underlying business returns. And these business returns are captured here by return on capital. So by looking for businesses that earn 14% returns on capital or better, we can potentially build in some margin of safety for ourselves by the quality of the company being about twice as good as that of an average business. So Visa is earning returns on capital that are just under four times better than that of an average business. So this is a strong check to start off with with metric number one. Over their last 12 months, Visa is earning above 31% returns on capital. Next up for metric number two, here we're taking a high level overview of the cash coming into their business. We want their revenues, earnings, and free cash flows to have grown over the last five years. This metric is all or nothing in nature. Either all three of these are going to be up for a check, or if even one of them is down, this entire metric will be an X. So including their last 12 months of numbers, Visa has grown their total revenues by more than 50% over this time frame. Their earnings are up more than 50% as well, and their free cash flows have increased by about 40%. 
So this is very strong growth over these last five years for Visa. This is another check on metric number two. Metric number three, here we're taking the perspective of an individual shareholder in the business by looking at Visa on a per share basis. So we're looking for earnings per share growth over the last five years. Visa has increased their earnings by 50% over this time and their earnings per share have actually grown faster than this. This is because Visa has repurchased about 8% of their shares outstanding over the last five years. So this is important because when you purchase a share of stock, what you're really buying is a fractional ownership percentage in that underlying business. So when a business buys back stock by decreasing the number of shares that they have outstanding, they're increasing your ownership percentage of the business, which is ultimately going to increase your percentage of the business's profits that you're entitled to. So when a business buys back shares, it's almost as if the business is making an acquisition of itself. And so we want companies that are buying back shares when their business is trading for below their intrinsic value. Not only has Visa increased their earnings over this time, they've also bought back these shares, which means that as a long-term shareholder in the business, they're increasing your percentage of these earnings as well. This is a win-win for long-term shareholders in the business. And this is another check on metric number three. Metric number four is going to be very similar. Here we're looking for free cash flow per share growth over the past five years. Their free cash flows have grown by 40% over the last five years. And their free cash flows per share are up at a rate that's faster than this because they're buybacks. This is another check here on metric number four. And so far through our first four metrics, we are perfect. Four checks, no X's on Visa. Additionally to note is that coupled with their high returns on capital, seeing strong earnings and free cash flow per share growth is really one of these signs of being a potentially wonderful business as over the long run, this is how a company is really able to compound its gains and increase their intrinsic value on a per share basis for shareholders. So great to see that here from Visa. Again, we're perfect through our first four metrics. Next up for metric number five, here we're evaluating how their business utilizes debt. So we want their net debt, which is long and short-term liabilities minus cash and short-term investments, to be below the amount of free cash flow that Visa has produced over the past five years. So Visa currently has about $3.9 billion in net debt. This is the amount of debt that they have left over after paying out all of their cash. And over this time frame, Visa has produced more than $66 billion of free cash flow. So in their last 12 months alone, they produced $17.9 billion of free cash flow. They'd be able to pay off all of their net debt with less than one quarter's worth of free cash flow during the last 12 months. This is a very strong sign for Visa here. The company is using very slight amounts of leverage in their business at best, and they are very strongly cash flow generative relative to any debt that they're using in their business. Visa looks like it's in a very, very healthy position financially, and Visa is using very slight amounts of leverage at best. Another strong check here on metric number five, we are still a perfect five for five through our first five metrics. Our sixth and final metric, the big metric of them all, we want their average free cash flow to their total enterprise value to give us a yield that's better than 5%. If this is the case, this will give us a slight risk premium to the rate of the 10-year treasury yield and potentially give us another reason to be interested in Visa. So we're using their total enterprise value here because it's going to give us a picture of the economic reality of the business that's more appropriate to as if Visa were a private company. So total enterprise value takes into account both their market cap and their net debt position. And currently Visa has a total enterprise value of $384.5 billion. So again, they're one of the larger businesses in the world in this regard. We learned that over the past five years, Visa has produced more than $66 billion of free cash flow, which means that in an average year, Visa is producing about $13.25 billion of free cash flow. So when we divide their $13.25 billion of average free cash flow by their $384.5 billion total enterprise value, that gives us an average free cash flow to enterprise value yield 
of approximately 3.4%. That is below both that 5% benchmark we're looking for, and that's below the yield of the 10-year treasury currently. Unfortunately, coming in all the way at the end here, this is going to be our first and only X on Visa today. However, there's a potential bright spot here. Worth being aware of is that over their last 12 months, Visa has produced about $17.9 billion of free cash flow. So to get a current free cash flow to enterprise value yield for the business, when we divide their last 12 months of $17.9 billion worth of free cash flow by their $384 billion and a half dollar total enterprise value, that gives us a current free cash flow to enterprise value yield of approximately 4.7%. While that is below that 5% benchmark we're looking for, their current free cash flow yield is in line with the yield of the 10-year treasury right now. And so that's just another reason that you would potentially want to do your own homework here and dig in and learn even more about Visa, as it does look like the business would be about fairly valued based off of their cash flow yield. And there are a lot of other signs pointing to Visa being a significantly above average business otherwise. So again, this is just one data point that you want to take in holistically. This analysis is meant to be holistic and beginning in nature. And we'll talk about some resources that you can check out if you're potentially interested in the business later on. Then here we're taking a look at Visa's dividend profile. So Visa is currently paying out a modest dividend yield of 0.8%. With any business, it's important to stop and look at their fundamentals and if they're paying out dividends to determine whether or not these dividends are well supported by that business's cash flows. So in the case of Visa, they've increased their dividend payouts in all five of the last years. And over this time, they've had plenty of free cash flow in all five of these years to be able to comfortably support this dividend increase. Visa has never paid out more than 27% of their free cash flows as dividends in a given year. And so it looks like the company is very conservative when it comes to their dividend payouts. Based off of this and their growing free cash flows over this time, it would seem that the business's dividends are healthy and would potentially be sustainable for quite a while to come into the future. So if you're potentially interested in Visa given its reputation as a potential dividend growth investment, then that seems like this is probably going to be the case going forward. Past performance is no guarantee of accurate future performance. Based off of this snapshot, Visa's dividend profile does look like it's in pretty good shape. Then finally, using a discounted cash flow model to come to a potential fair value for Visa, starting with their current free cash flows, and then giving a baseline projected estimate out over the next 20 years, using Visa's historical abilities to grow their free cash flows since they became a publicly listed business. These are historical growth assumptions that you'll want to confirm or disconfirm for yourself and determine whether or not these are going to be potentially applicable for Visa going forward into the future. Growing their current free cash flows with a growth stage over the next 10 years where these free cash flows grow at a rate of 16 16.6% annually, then assuming a terminal stage for the 10 years out after that, so projecting 20 years out into the future in total, where their growth rate falls in half to only 8.4%. We're not going to be adding in their tangible book value because that's going to be skewed based off of the company's buybacks. From today's prices, it looks like you could reasonably expect about a 12.5% rate of return going forward from Visa, and that a fair value for a 12.5% rate of return would be about $200 per share. So a discounted cash flow model is going to be like any other model in any other discipline. Its outputs are going to be very highly dependent on its inputs. And for inputs here, again, we're using these historical growth assumptions, which you need to do your own homework on. Additionally, this 12.5% rate of return would be including their dividend yield. So that would make up only a very slight amount of this return going forward. And then most importantly, this type of analysis is not financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. And before considering any potential investment decision, please consult with the properly licensed and registered financial and legal professionals. So in summary, Visa checks the box on five out of six of our metrics. 
They're earning high returns on capital over the last five years, averaging out at about 26% in a given year. They've also experienced strong revenues, earnings, and free cash flow growth, and they've repurchased about 8% of their shares outstanding. So they're experiencing strong growth on a per share basis as well. Coupling this with the fact that the company uses very reasonable amounts of leverage, they employ very slight amounts of debt relative to the free cash flows that they're bringing in, then these are all potential hallmarks of Visa potentially being a truly wonderful business as they all combined to increase intrinsic value per share for shareholders over an extended amount of time. Then our only X today came when we were looking at their average free cash flows to their total enterprise value. So when we're comparing that, that's currently giving us a yield that's slightly under that of the 10-year treasury rate right now. However, their current free cash flow to enterprise value yield based off their last 12 months of free cash flow does give us a yield that's approximately in line with the yield of the 10-year treasury currently. So this means that the economic reality for Visa is likely somewhere in between that two, but it's likely worth your time to consider Visa as that would be a roughly fair valuation for the business on a cash flow basis. And there are a lot of other aspects about the company that would point to Visa being a potentially wonderful business. Then looking at their dividend profile, Visa has a reputation as a potential dividend growth investment. And based off a snapshot of the last five years of their dividend payouts, that would seem to be the case. They're very conservative with their dividend payouts, and they've never paid out more than 27% of their cash flows in a given year as dividends. So it would be reasonable to expect that Visa would be able to continue growing their dividends into the future. Then finally, performing a discounted cash flow analysis of Visa based off of historical growth assumptions for the business, based on how Visa has grown their free cash flow since they became a publicly traded business nearly 15 years ago. These assumptions, again, you need to do your own homework on to determine whether or not these are going to be potentially applicable to give us a baseline projected estimate going forward for Visa. Then using these assumptions, we learned that from today's valuations, you could reasonably expect about a 12.5% rate of return going forward from Visa, with a potential fair value for the business being around $200 per share. So it's worth reiterating that this type of analysis is not financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. And before considering any potential investment decision, please consult with the properly licensed and registered financial and legal professionals. Instead, this analysis serves as a beginning and holistic understanding to help you determine whether or not it's worth your time to dig in and learn more about Visa going forward. If you're interested in learning more about Visa, one resource that will definitely help you stay up to speed with what's going on in the market and will help you learn more about Visa is Seeking Alpha. Checking out Seeking Alpha directly supports the channel as I'm part of their affiliate program. So most of you probably know Seeking Alpha as a source of community written articles on different stocks. But over the past little while, they've actually become a lot more than that with their new offering, which is Seeking Alpha Premium. Premium has a number of different features where you can track buy, hold, and sell ratings on your favorite stocks. These ratings are from the Seeking Alpha community, Wall Street analysts, and Seeking Alpha's very own algorithm. You can see earnings call transcripts, investor presentations, SEC filings, and press releases all in one place. You can add your own margin of safety targets and get alerts when your favorite stocks hit that level. You can get unlimited access to Seeking Alpha articles, and you can tailor your reading experience based on the type of investor you are. You can get 10 years of financial data on any stock to help you with your analysis. You can also import your portfolio into your Seeking Alpha dashboard to make researching easier. And if that didn't convince you, the best thing is that an annual plan is only 99 bucks. That's only 27 cents per day through my referral link down in the description below. Normally, premium is $239, but they are currently running a general offer for $119. But if you use my link, it's even cheaper, only 99 bucks. So check it out if you're interested. As a value investor, you're ultimately trying to learn about a business as if you're going to own 100% of it, and you can truly understand the underlying essence of that business and understand what's important and what's not important for that company going forward. Through your deeper research, you'll learn more about the qualitative and the quantitative aspects of Visa. 
and you'll be able to determine for yourself what a potentially appropriate intrinsic value for the business is. So with that said, that's it for today's fundamental stock analysis of Visa Inc, ticker symbol V. Visa was both a subscriber request and it's a business that's owned by quite a number of very esteemed value investors, so I'm happy to make an analysis of the company. If you enjoyed today's video, please be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel for more stock analysis videos, and comment down below what business you want me to take a look at next time. Thanks for learning about Visa with me, and have a great day.